Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Shit Show. So I've got a bit of a runny nose. I think it's hay fever season. I have to get on my antihistamines. Squish, okay. Thoughts on instant coffee? Time and a place. Yeah, because right now, sitting in a hotel room, instant coffee mm-hmm. to wake me up, it's low-key really hitting. Well, it is coffee, you know? Like, yeah. it's not some made-up thing that they put in an instant coffee thing. Like, at the end yeah. of the day, it's coffee. And it's you know what? Yum. A lot of time spent in smoker rooms out in the vineyards. Yes. All we had was Makona. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, Makona, if you listen to this, like, come sponsor the shit show because your shit do be slapping. Makona heft me up. Mm. Mm. They were great ads. They were lucky ASMR before ASMR. Yeah, Belgian yeah. ASMR. Mm. Anyway, everyone, welcome to oh, yeah. the shit show. Hey, guys. Welcome to... <laughs> Your favourite news podcast, I'm assuming, or maybe just one you listen to to feel like you're getting caught up with the news, but then you realise it's actually shit chat. <laughs> it's, it's just a waste of your time, but, you know, you're here. It's just a waste of your time. No, it's not a waste of your time, but, like, if we wanted to, this could be five minutes. Nick and I also need some time to catch up, so... I was going to say, if we wanted to, it could also be an hour and a half. <laughs> True. Squish. How are you? You've been trying to sleep upright to keep your ribs intact. Yes, um, I have been. Emphasis on the trying to sleep yes. upright. If you've ever attempted to sleep upright, it's actually really hard. Nick, like I've built oh, a throne do- in my bed out of couch cushions, <laughs> so I'm sitting upright like almost like a mummy. Yeah, <laughs> but I keep sort of sliding down, and it gets to like last night. I hit a new record. I, at 11pm, I decided I was sick of it and yeah. pushed the pillows away and slept normally. But I don't know. My ribs feel better because of it, so maybe I should keep doing yeah. that. But anyway, Dr. Doctor Nick here with some, <laughs> with some hot tips. Hey, Dr. Nick. Hey, everybody. That brings me actually to my weirdest thing, which we're going to get to in just a second, because I need to tell you a story, first of all, about, um, oh, there's lots of stories I could tell you about. Right now we're on the Siska roadie um, and we've just had our first big day of travel in the camper van, which we've called the shit you should camp about. Makes and sense. we've also called Bertha because she's a six Bertha. I was going to say, that's and, not the most original, but we'll keep going. Oh, my God. Isn't it? I don't. Well, I can't imagine. So maybe it is. Oh, my God. Well. Well, Ruby and Liv came up with that one. Oh, so. oh delete that, oh, delete that, Ruby. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> no, Ruby, it was really good. No, I thought it was amazing. It, t- it I thought, 
holy shit, I couldn't have thought of that. No, as soon as I saw Bertha, I was like, oh, yeah, because it's a six Bertha. Yeah. How many people are sleeping in there tonight? Liz? Yeah, well, that's... Uh, How many people are out of the six? Zero out of six in there tonight. Um, she's oh, okay. parked up and safe. She is taking up a couple of parks. Um, and she's also... Lucy had in to Central squeeze Wellington. her into some very tight parks with Ruby and Liv on each side of the, like, just making sure Mama doesn't hit a thing. <laughs> but no. You were, you were, you. <laughs> <laughs> What's more important, keeping Bertha scratch free or squishing one of your co-workers against another car? <laughs> but the, the thing is, is like, when we parked... Oh, Bertha's red it, now. When we parked Bertha, like... It was so tight that we couldn't actually open it two of the door, any of the doors. So we so you went out the back. No, we went out the front driver's side door and had to get all our luggage out, like human chain, out the front. <laughs> anyway, and can you imagine Nick me driving through Central Wellington and there were a few curbs that, no matter how wide I thought I was taking it, it feels like a boat. Like you accidentally run over something and it's like, whoa. Yeah, she she's a bit bigger than the old uh, Hyundai Accent Elite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But for everyone um, that might be wondering why Nick said how many people are sleeping in there tonight, we have been the luckiest girls in the world. Oh, yuck. That is why people tell me not to sing. <laughs> On the I've had lots of feedback saying they want the singing back. I know. Overwhelming feedback saying the singing. the singing needs to come back. Okay. Well, look, it, there's time and place, time and place. It's probably not right now in my gorgeous hotel room waking up everyone on either side of me. But, yes, Wellington, New Zealand um, have made us the sickest itinerary, like, of shit to do while we're here. We all studied in Wellington, but... It's changed and like it's changed heaps in the five years since we mm. sort of departed. And so, Nick, has it been five yeah. years? Yes, Fuck, I'm getting old now. Yeah, the boy's getting on. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so, we've been doing all these amazing things, things which you can see in the TikToks that we make each day and in the newsletter. Yesterday, are you going to the zoo? We're going to Zealandia for a night tour tonight. Oh, cool. Oh, There's 130 Kiwis roaming around. Zealandia is really cool. You'll love that. Oh, I've never been. Have you been? Yeah. It's like oh. a, it's like an oasis in the middle of the city. Oh, it's so cool. That's really wholesome. I stayed at um I stayed at Ruby's house once and their their place like almost backed onto Zealandia. Oh. And like all the birds flying around were incredible because obviously birds can fly out of the the cage if they want. Um yeah. but it felt like you were almost in the Oh, in the sanctuary. Yeah, in the sanctuary. But it was um, not. But it was, but not because they're free. Just reiterating, everyone, very free. Um, we e-biked Nick around the bays yesterday, which was so fun because Rubes, uh, Ben and Liv had never been on an e-bike before. Oh, really? And these were way better than mine. These were zooming. All the, all the bays? We just went around the bays, not all of them. We stopped at Lyle Bay. So we just cool. went around Oriental Lyle Bay. I was going to say, Wendy Wellington. Got a bit. Got a bit windy, but it was good in the morning. And then chocolate factory vibes. We got to... Oh, cool. And Nick, we got to make our own chocolate. I'm going to bring you some. I've named it shit you should chock about. Ooh. One of them, Nick, pretzel and salted caramel. One of them, coffee and walnut. and No, coffee and almond. And one of them, walnut and, again, salted caramel because 
I couldn't help myself. Look, you're my sister, aren't you? I love a bit of salted caramel. It must be in the blood. <laughs> yeah, what one sounds the yummest? What one sounds the best? Because I'll give you that one. I like the idea of the salted caramel and walnut. Yeah, okay. Cool. But whatever one you want the most, maybe we can have some together. Maybe we can yeah. TikTok it. Oh, oh yes. No, we can. We can. Oh, we'll my God. Some... Everything is content. Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing. Next stop on the roadie is Blenheim. So, naturally, everyone, if you want some squish content or some loose and squish content. Because our geocaching one was actually really fun. We made a geocaching TikTok. And it... Kind of great scenes. Absolute scenes. Well, I mean, you're giving the people what they want. I mean, we are. We're just giving the people what they want. We're just on that platform because it's what the people want. Um, Last thing, Squish, we went to a place called Kisa for dinner last night and we were talking and our waitress came over and was like, sorry, but are you the girls from the Shit Show podcast? And I was like, well... I didn't know if they were meaning just shit you should care about in general or actually the shit show podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is Liv, this is Ruby and Squishes on the podcast. And then the person we were there for dinner, um, she listens to the podcast. And so she was talking about us and she brought up Squish Aww. and it was just real cute. So I love when that happens because they actually have to know our voices. Like, it's such a special thing to not have your face in it and to still have people recognize you to recognize it from the voices it's really really cute and so anyway i mean probably not the hottest take but you should come to wellington if you want somewhere to go and if you want a real like inner city experience but that's also vibey wellington me me personally or everybody listening everyone listening because i do believe you've been i, I have been yeah <laughs> and you're actually off to san francisco so in squish which is like the Wellington of the America. True. San Francisco's so cool. Anyway, anyway, we just can't be dwelling too long because... It's been 10 minutes and we haven't talked about any news. Any news. And, and we said at the start, oh, this could be five minutes. Well, see, it oh, could be an hour and a half, everybody. An hour and a half, everyone. We weren't lying. Squish, I want to know your weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week. Yes, well, if you... Listened to last week's podcast, we covered in depth about a whole bunch of um, scandals going on in the sporting world. You know, the, the chess scandal with the with the beads, the fishing scandal with the... <laughs> with the beads? Yeah. No beads in particular, not oh, Some not specific that... beads, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All joined together. With the... Anyway. Um, and, <gasps> and what else did we talk about? Oh, the fish. The fishes. Yeah. Don't know what happened to them. I wonder if they ended up in jail. Anyway. A scandal has rocked the uh, Fat Bear Week uh, 2022 competition um, after... Oh, no, look, I'm just going to have to do that. (laughs) 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 You looked like a bear just then when you were doing that. Like, you know... Well, I look like a bear and I'm talking about the Fat Bear competition, Lucy. (laughs) And your name's Squishy. Just tell me, just tell me I need to go for more bike rides, okay? That's funny. Ruby, Anywho, keep all of this in. Ruby, keep whatever you like in, you know? <laughs> You're your own independent woman who doesn't need to be bossed around by little Lucy. <laughs> anyway, finally, I'll get to this. A particularly large brown bear has been crowned winner of Fat Bear Week 2022 after a voter fraud scandal rocked the competition. Oh, my God. Why can't we just have anything normal or nice in 2022? I don't know, Lucy. Even our local body elections may have been 
No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, don't I, wanna, I don't want to start uh, see, sowing the seeds of discontent in our electoral system. True, but anyway, true. Brown Bear Seven Forty Seven, which is I don't know, a pretty catchy name actually. Yeah. Estimated to weigh six hundred and thirty-five kilograms, Fuck. won sixty-eight thousand one hundred and five votes, winning the annual competition by a comfortable margin of eleven thousand votes ahead of runner-up Bear Nine Hundred One. As I mentioned earlier, the competition has not been without its share of controversy. Or controversy. Mm-hmm. On October 10th, the National Park said it had been the target of voter fraud during the semi-final round. So not even the final round. Um, like bears stuff their face with fish, our, bollot, our ballot box too has been stuffed, the park tweeted. Fortunately, it is easy for us to tell which votes are fraudulent. We have discarded the fake votes. So I think the, the right bear won the competition in the end. Now, Nick... I don't want to sow any seeds of doubt either, but it does seem like a pretty good PR move to just tweet that your your ballot box has been stuffed with a really good pun about bears stuffing their face, but then say, but don't worry, it's all fixed and get a few retweets. Do you think there's a little bit of do you think there's a little bit of drama going well, on here? It, it, I will just say this came across my Twitter feed, and I don't know how else I would have known about Fat Bear Week, except for you bring you bring it up on the shit show each year. So yay! But I did think, hmm. Did I cover Fat Bear Week last year? Yeah. Oh my god! It was so cute because I'd never heard about it, and then you talked about how they just eat so much salmon, and then I oh remember. geez, they love some fish. Yeah. And they they don't just eat the whole fish; they go for like the real yeah. like nutritional bits too they know what they're looking for because there's those really good like old animations of bears like and then it's just the salmon um yeah yeah well actually it is just basically like that yeah they they hang this the salmon bones around like a fish skeleton yeah and then they go and get their picnic basket Mm -hmm. um well anyway i am sure that um the fat bear officials weren't lying but i'm just saying savvy marketing is everywhere you just got to be in the current climate, you just got to be a little bit aware, you know. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> just gonna, just, eyes open, yeah. eyes open. Squish. My, I've got a very quick um, weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week. Thank God for that. And this is the reason that I said when we were saying, "Hey, Doctor Nick," which is from The Simpsons. It is yeah. Charlie D'Amelio dressed up as Marge Simpson dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Oh God, Lucy, you sent me this. On TikTok, and I thought you were joking. I thought, oh, I couldn't finish it because it is the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. All I could think was, this is is why people piss out of white people. Yeah, like that's some serious white people shit right there. I will say, Charlie D'Amelio is actually so cute, and she's actually a fucking good dancer. All her other performances, I think she's on Dancing with the Stars. Um, I think that's the show it was for. But then this one... And look, coming as Simpsons stands, it was offensive. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't offensive. <laughs> but it was just Her hair really... wasn't tall enough to be Marge's. <laughs> it was quite jarring, though. They were all painted up yellow. And then I did watch a TikTok video afterwards of Charlie, like, trying to get all the makeup off and the pins out of her hair. And it just looked like claustrophobic Simpsons chaos. Look, it's the the pain you have to go through for art, Lucy. You wouldn't understand. Look, and to be a, a dancing star, dancing with the star, you do have to dress up as Marge. So 
Kind of sounds like something I want to do. Yeah, they're, they're the rules. You have to. <laughs> you have to dress up as Marge. But that was my weirdest thing. It was mm. weird and it remains weird. to be Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Weird. Squish. Something else that I've been covering in the newsletter that you're probably about to cover way better um, in the shit show. Oh, I don't know about that. Let's talk about Russia. Hot, hot take again. We never do this. Hey, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to forget what's going on over there. True. So Ukraine spoiled Vlad's big seventieth birthday bash last week um, by blowing up one of his most prized possessions, um, the bridge over the Kirsch Strait, which you've, I don't know, considering it's like the longest bridge in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. Not many people have heard of it, but it is really important. Why does Putin love this, you know, piece of civil engineering so much? And why does it matter that Ukraine messed with it? And what did Putin do about it? Um, very good questions. Um, and I'll have a go at answering them. Um, so basically, when Russia annexed Crimea in 2014, they needed a bridge that crossed the stretch of water between the Crimean Peninsula and mainland Russia. It just used to have a ferry going across it, but you know that's not very conducive to moving large amounts of of soldiers and equipment over to a, a, a territory that you're trying to you know protect with military force. And just for anyone wondering, um, when Nick says Russia annexed Crimea, that is essentially Russia taking Crimea, which was its own, and to them still is their own independent state. Russia yeah. was like, nope, I'm a have you. And yeah, mine now. Yeah, yeah. So that happened in 2014, um, and it was a pretty big job considering there was 19 kilometers of black sea in between the two, you know, bits of land, um, and also probably the reason why there wasn't one there before. I could go into the history of how the Russians built a bridge in 1945, and then the Germans built one, but it oh. fell over because of the ice. But anyway, that doesn't. That's back in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I read a lot of Wikipedia when I was doing this. I love a bridge. Love it. Multiple billions and a few years later, Putin opened the bridge in 2018. Um, in recent times, the bridge has served as a vital connection between Russia and southern Ukraine, where the Russian army are staging a lot of their troops and equipment for the ongoing invasion of of southern Ukraine. So the blast and fire sent part of the 12-mile uh, Kerch Strait Bridge. They had a vote on what to call the Kerch Strait Bridge. Um, and the winning, the winning um, name was the Crimea Bridge. So, oh. not quite as entertaining as Boaty McBoatface and and the sort of. Then why is it called the Kerch Strait Bridge if that vote won? According to the Wikipedia page, they are you know transferable and interchangeable. Yeah, and I found, right. found it just easier to call it what it is. Yes, because it is the bridge over the Kerch Strait. Anyway. Yes. So the truck. Had a bomb in it, and the blast sent parts of the bridge tumbling into the sea and killed at least 
three people, according to the Russian authorities. Um, a senior Ukrainian official confirmed that report that Ukraine was behind the attack. Um, and the official speaking on the condition of, oh, I don't like to say this word, anonymity. Anonymity. I'm not good at that. Because of a government ban on discussing the blast, added that Ukraine's intelligence service had orchestrated the explosion using a bomb loaded into a truck being driven across the bridge. And it's not clear whether the driver of the truck actually knew. Oh, my God. Which is... Yeah, that's one of my questions. Um, And I don't... It's not a question for you to actually answer. It's more a question I want to pose in general. It's like, that is a war crime, technically, isn't it? If civilians were killed. It may not have been necessarily a civilian truck, though. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, th- that actually, I shouldn't have posed it as a statement. I yeah. should have been like, is that a war crime? And at this point, is anyone even holding anyone accountable to these international war crimes? Well, yeah, I mean, what's a, you know, is anything a crime if... If nothing's a crime? Yeah, if nothing's a crime, exactly. You could argue just ploughing missiles into apartment buildings in Kiev is a war crime, but anyway. Oh, and we have on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, although the the blast was pretty impressive, and there is video online if you want to check it out, um, just security camera footage, so not HD 1080, um, it definitely took the Russians by surprise. It didn't knock all 19 kilometres of the bridge down like dominoes, which would have been pretty cool, but it did damage a section of the roadway uh, and left some of the railway in pretty bad shape as well with a bunch of railway cars on fire. Um since then, however, Russia has reopened most of the bridge to traffic, apart from the bit that's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Of course, Russia has retaliated hard with the first airstrikes on Kyiv for the first time in a few months. And they've also been targeting Ukraine's energy infrastructure, with reports saying they've knocked out two-thirds of Ukraine's energy generation in the past week, um, right in the lead-up to winter. So, yeah, as we said, war crimes, arsehole moves from, yeah. the, from the big bully next door. Yeah. And Russia, I can imagine, may have been waiting for a chance to have something to justify going back in there. If they had, what, at least 75 missiles at this point just ready to roll. Yeah, at least it wasn't um, nuclear, you know. I mean, we're really just (laughs) finding the tiniest benefits, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn. Well, at least it wasn't the end of the world. Oh, yeah, congratulations, everybody. Literally. Anyway, we're we're gonna try and we're gonna try and um, I was gonna say we're gonna try and not be cynical on this podcast. No, we're not. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> Squish. I've got a really interesting story for you that yeah. I want you to listen closely to because it's kind of buzzy considering the country that we're talking about. So the Swiss government um, is discriminating against men. It's <gasps> just been found. A headline, Nick, that reads really weirdly considering it's Switzerland and we don't often read about discrimination against men. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a really interesting story. So the European Court of Human Rights has found that the Swiss government is discriminating against men when it comes to pension benefits. So right now, can you see the way I've spelled husbands on here? Husbands. Husbands. (laughs) I thought that was some sort of German spelling, but it's just you. It's just me finging it. Um, So right now, women whose husbands die are paid a pension for the rest of their lives. So if a woman's husband has passed away for the rest of their lives, no matter how many children they have or how old they are, women get paid out. Men in the same situation, so if 
you, Nick, have a wife and she passes away and you have children or you don't, you will only receive payments um, while your children are under 18. So if you are there looking after your kids, your payments will stop as soon as your kid um, gets above 18. So this is interesting because the reason, the argument for this was that men will go back to work. They will mourn their wives and then they'll once their kids um, are older than 18, they'll go back to work and so payments will stop. But women aren't expected to go back to work. The payments will continue and they'll keep looking after the kids for the rest of their lives. Is this making sense? Yeah, no, it is. And it's. I never thought of this scenario before. I know, which is bizarre because, of course, like it, to us – and probably to the people that have been affected by this, it seemed a little bit cooked that the like you know, the men are expected to go back to work and the women aren't. Yeah. Um. So thanks to a case centering on a man called Max Beeler, his wife died in an accident back in the early 1990s, and he left his job to care for their two young children. And then when his children turned 18, he could no longer get the payments even though he was still having to look after the children. And so he was then like, I have two kids. I need to go back to work. I need to look after the kids. I can't juggle it all. And then he realized that the same doesn't apply to women. Mm. And so um, the courts have looked into this case and they found that the role of women in the workplace has changed. And so this discrepancy violated Article 14 of the European Convention on Human Rights and Discriminating Against Men. So now the laws are going to change um, so that men will still receive payments, uh, even if their children are over 18. Mr. Beeler will now receive his pension. There's going to be so many unclaimed backdated benefits, Nick, like millions of dollars mm. going to be Fuck yeah. Could you paid out. Um, and the laws are going to be rewritten, which, to be honest, when you find discrimination in a law, no matter who it's against what it's you know about the best case scenario is that the laws change and yeah reparations are paid. It sounds like sounds like it was pretty quick yeah and it's it's about time that um oh don't oh, even say it <laughs> about time that men had their fucking come up <laughs> yeah had their, had their rights yeah no that's obviously that was very facetious and i'm i'm glad to see yeah just i mean I don't know. Good to see. Yeah, interesting story. Injustice actually addressed. So, Squish, what's your story number two? Oh, I'm excited for this. Oh, look, it's it's just a little F1 update, Luce. So, first of all, Max Verstappen is the world champion for 2022. Um, congratulations well done, Max. to Max and the Red Bull team. Um, he sewed the championship up with five races uh, left to go, which is a fair bit different to last year where it came down to literally the last lap of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. But weirdly, after being, it was a weird situation where Max needed so many points and needed to finish so far ahead of Charles Leclerc, even though it was basically yes. a foregone conclusion. And then the race was like shortened because of the rain. And there's all these different rules about if the race is so long. Yeah, it was a very technical win. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Um, so no one actually knew that, oh. that he was the world champion. Like None of his team knew. Um, and he didn't know, obviously, because he doesn't have a rule book in the car. Um, but someone at the <laughs> FIA headquarters did. Um, so being after told in Park Fume, um, which is like the bit where they go 
once they finished the race. It was at the finish line park in French, I guess. Um, after being told in his Park Fermat interview after this weekend's F1 race in Suzuka that he'd have to try and win it next round, which is in Austin, actually, Luce. Oh. The tables quickly turned due to Charles Leclerc getting a penalty and being demoted to third place. Oh. So, yeah, that's another that's another thing. So, Charles Leclerc got a penalty. He didn't score as many points, blah, 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 blah. So, Max was quickly brought back out for another interview um, where he was told he was the world champion for 2022. Um, and F1 displayed the big graphics behind him, but he still wasn't really... Yeah, convinced he still th- he was like oh yeah <laughs> cool oh it's it's actually kind of sad that like that is such an enormous moment and you can't really you wouldn't have the the gut reaction because you've had all these yeah what do heck moments but then it was it was like a foregone conclusion anyway so it wasn't like a surprise that he won it so yes um, yeah but he did say to be honest i don't mind that it was a little bit confusing um I find it actually quite funny. So he sees the funny side of it. I actually find him quite cute. Yeah, he seems way more chill this year compared to last year. Yeah, well, I mean, when you've got five races to go and you're sitting pretty. Yeah, exactly. You're probably going to win the next five races just because he's the greatest. But yeah. anyway, the next story isn't quite so nice. And it's really sad. Um, (laughs) And it's really sad for us. It's not very nice and it's really sad. And apparently... (laughs) And apparently, apparently Danny Daniel Rick Ricardo is not on the <laughs> on, on the, the grid, grid next year. Not on live TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick, this is But he is has been sad. on live TV before. Um, yeah, so he confirmed that he won't be on the F1 grid next year. Um, this probably won't. <laughs> Lucy's, <laughs> God. Lucy's mourning already. Yeah. Um, although this might not come as a huge surprise to everybody who's following it, there's only two seats available left at Haas and Williams, which are the two sort of slowest teams at the moment. Um, it's still pretty sad, as we all love. Yeah, I just his Eric. smile and his like energy on the grid. His frivolity. Yeah, he's just so cute. How come I'm literally in my head still like, nah, they'll find a way to get him on the grid. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he'll squeeze on somewhere. Yeah. So, oh. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, so he, what's he did speak do? about his career possibilities. He still seems in high spirit about coming back in 2024. Um, he said, I think the reality is now that I won't be on the grid in 2023. I think it's now just trying to set up for 2024. Um, but he has been linked to a reserve driver at Mercedes now that the reserve driver, Nick DeVries, has gone to AlphaTauri. And Nick, do you think it's... Like, do you think that's just him protecting himself and the audience and our feelings and things like that? Or do drivers sometimes take a year off and actually come back? Yes, some people do take a year off. Um, Alex Albon took a year off just Mm. recently and came back. Um, But Alex Albon is like 23 or 22, so he's got a lot of time left. Yes. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, I think, is 32 or 33. So, Mm. But he is still, I don't know, one of the greatest drivers there and a lot of people recognize that so i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting and he has he has more time now to go to harry styles concerts and that friendship can really grow yeah that's great for you loose no but nick they have a mutual friend and harry styles wears daniel ricardo t-shirts yeah loose i can see your your eyes are are wide with fanaticism (laughs) are you telling me that you're allowed to talk on here about f1 and i'm not allowed to bring harry styles up Double standard. Yes, because sports is cool and boys are allowed to be interested in things. Ruby, just clip that, clip that. 
and put it at the front. <laughs> it's ammo. It's ammo for Lucy. No, before I dig myself into a hole, what's your uh, what's your second? My second story, Nick Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, has been actually pretty fucking racist on Maine um, as of late. It started off, um, which we, this isn't the story, um, but Nick, did you see his White Lives Matter t-shirts and show? Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to dwell on that because we all can see that that's fucked up. I am a bit shocked that it was allowed to happen in the first place. Um, but moving along because that's actually cooked. He's been locked out of Twitter and Instagram recently for being anti-Semitic. Um, he just got back on his social media bullshit and honestly we actually have a really good episode of um, Culture Vulture that talks about his bipolar and it gives him a lot of grace considering what he's gone on to do so if you want more context to maybe explain why he is how he is but not excuse it. You can listen to that. But here, we're just going to talk about what's happened in the past few days. Nick, I imagine you've seen all of this go down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the fact that his accounts have been locked show, I mean, a good thing that while he was doing kind of racist shit in real life at Fashion Week, um, and they couldn't lock him out of that, when he's doing it online, the social media accounts have sort of done something by suspending him. But he just, Nick, he was tweeting some really anti-Semitic things. It all started really by accusing the rapper Diddy of being controlled by Jewish people, which is like just a really, really fucked conspiracy theory that he's like pushing. He went on to say that he would go DeathCon 3 on Jewish people. Like, on, and that was the, like, final straw, I think, for Twitter to be like, get off, like, get out of here. Um, the reason he was going for Diddy was because after Fashion Week, where Kanye, where Ye wore and displayed White Lives Matter t-shirts, Diddy spoke out against it, and then Ye posted on to Instagram a text exchange with Diddy where Ye was saying, I didn't like our convo. I'm selling these teas. No one can get in between me and my money before going on to tweet all that other bullshit. So, Nick, good that he's been removed from these platforms. I feel like that is one of the tangible things that could have been done. And then today, before I got on the podcast, I just read that so, Nick, Yay went on Tucker Carlson's show yeah. on Fox News for an interview that ran over two nights. Like, that didn't need to happen. Didn't need to be a two-night spesh. Um, well, by the sounds of things, it could have been three yeah, nights. Yeah, because it's just been sort of leaked or newly revealed footage has shown that Yay actually made anti-Semitic comments on... Um, my tummy rumbled, um, and and a bunch of other b- bizarre claims on that interview or during that interview that was all cut out. Um, and so on some of the clips, which Vice actually got a hold of, and that's actually good work to Vice for like getting a hold of them and reporting on them. Basically, he was saying things like he didn't want to send his kids to a school that celebrates Kwanzaa. He would prefer they knew Hanukkah because at least it will come with some financial engineering. Like, just Nick. I mean, he, some, uh, 
I mean, it seems like he goes through these waves, right? And they are just getting more and more intense. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you saw what um, all of those clips or everything that Vice reported, but there there were clips saying that he believes that people are entering his house and spying on his kids and that he doesn't believe that his kids' friends are real, that they're actors sent in to spy on his kids. Oh. Like, it's getting really unhinged and, like, probably really dangerous. Well, that is, like, you need to be medicated for... for well, you need help. You need a team that is going to not enable and is going to help you. He, he is um, bipolar... He does get into these states of mania and he gets a God complex and he thinks think bizarre things like his kids' friends are actors. But like this can be happening in his real life. It's almost a shame that the whole world is also seeing and commenting and like hating him for it because he's doing really hateful things. But he needs some help, eh? It's just an unpleasant situation all around, really. Like, Oh, fuck yeah. And so I really would recommend um, listening to our two-part series on Kanye because gives a bit more context, which we always like to do here at Shit You Should Care About. Squish, probably time for a good news story? Yes, and this good news story is the reason why I asked right at the start of the show if you're going to Wellington Zoo. Um, <gasps> oh. Because King Julian has eight new siblings in Wellington as of last week. So, I like the morbid, morbid. Exactly. <laughs> bring back singing bring, 2022. Bring back singing on the pod, just for things like that. So Wellington Zoo's endangered ring-tailed lemurs gave birth to four <laughs> sets of twins. So four sets of twins. <gasps> so eight. Um, all fathered. Quit math. But yeah, because when I first saw it, I saw, oh, four, four sets of kids, whatever. Yeah, but it's like, it's eight, so that's quite a lot. Um, all fathered by Zeus, the only male in the zoo until now. So, um... Yeah, Zeus been busy. Yeah, Zeus has been busy. Well, it's actually quite interesting because I went, went on a deep dive on research in this as well. Ring-tailed lemurs can only only have a mating period of twenty four hours. <gasps> so there was one day where Zeus really got his jiggy on, and <laughs> where Zeus was slaying. Yeah. Oh my god. But that's also why it's so hard for these um, animals to breed and why they are so endangered. True. <clears throat> because they're so picky. It seems no, like that's an, a really good fact. Seems like an evolutionary fuck-up to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Wellington Zoo's primate keeper, Lisa Ridley, said they've never seen anything like it before. It's a Aww. first. We're all in shock, to be honest, uh, she said. Um, the ring-tailed lemma, as I said before, is an endangered species, and Wellington Zoo runs a breeding program. Unlike Greek mythology, Zeus has little authority when it comes to mm-hmm. position at the zoo. Ring-tailed lemmas are run by a matriarch. Ah. Meaning that the female lemurs are in charge, so they allow Zeus to be there. Oh, well, so. that's a really good news story. Considering they're endangered, yeah. and in 24 hours they've managed to create eight more. Yeah. Um, I went and looked on, on some videos as well, and they are really cute. Oh, I bet they are. Maybe they should go on the shit show. Yeah, maybe they should replace me. <laughs> no, I meant on the Instagram. <laughs> oh. oh. But... They would like to move it, move it on the shit show. <laughs> you know they don't actually sing that, right? What? Yeah. I thought they were endangered because people got so sick of them singing that. that they <laughs> they just... booted them. <laughs> Get out of the animal kingdom. Oh, God. Well, Squish, 
I'm not going to lie. This has been one of our bitter episodes of the shit show, I think. Oh, my God. I feel like it's gone on forever. <gasps> has it not been enjoyable? <laughs> no, it's just a drag. Everyone, you can actually come and hang out with not quite Squish, but me at least, because by the time you hear this, Squish, hold on a second, say what you want to say in a second. By the time you hear this, we will be on the road to Christchurch and Dunedin, and we're hosting coffee catch-ups, so you can come and see us if you sign up to the newsletter where all the dates are going to be that you can come hang out. Squish, what did you want to say? I was going to say, I've had overwhelming public disappointment in my inbox. Where are you going to be, Squish? Are you coming? No, I've had to let so many people down. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Hundreds They're crying about it. I've only had to let down almost not even tens of people. Oh, <laughs> No one's asked about you. No, oh, no I was nah, lying to No break. one's asked. Yeah. No, they have. Oh, God, now I'm here making you feel better. Anyway, um, you can come see us, or if you don't want to see us, you can just keep listening to the shit show. Also, Squish, I'm going to get Liv to whip up on this week's shit show art those um those tweets from the Fat Bear competition, so you can put them on the shit show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, live a work of magic. Oh, yeah, and on, as always, you can find Squishy on the Shit Show Instagram with a whole bunch of underscores. Every now and again, he gets a little burst of meme inspo, which I love to see flying around. Oh, sometimes the memes just flow. Yeah, and sometimes you just got to not think too hard about it and just post them. Yeah, just get yes. them up there. Just get them up the there. content does what the content does, Luce. <clears throat> you might be able to see a TikTok of Squish and I. I don't know. Taste testing some chocolate. Don't know how we'll do that by while keeping anonymous, but hopefully we'll get some content while we're in Blenheim together. Otherwise, you probably should just follow our other day in the lives because if you want to see New Zealand, it's pretty fucking swaggy. It is a nice place, eh? It's a nice place. And you can subscribe to the newsletter. And if you love what we do, you can come and become a Cisco supporter. Our favourite way of paying rent. <laughs> anyway, Squish. I'm going to go and write this silly little newsletter. I'm going to go have some toast. Yum. Fix and fog. Fix and fog. Everything butter on Vogels. Can't beat it. Oh, my God. Slay. Anyway, team, we will see you next week. And then not to freak you out, but maybe not for a few weeks. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.